0: The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to Michiganradio.org.
1: weather Thank you.
2: Thank you. Is there anyone else in the chambers who would like to make comments this evening?
3: It is unlawful for any person to use obscene language in the city of Kalamazoo. I think gasoline smells good. Sometimes I think farts smell good. Is that obscene? I was trespassed from city hall today. I got to meet with the prosecutor and the lieutenant for the state police tomorrow. I got your right number now, and you've been, you ghosted me, man. You haven't returned a single one. You haven't returned a single one. Gene, you returned one message like months ago. David, I'm really disappointed, man. I got to see Bobby at Shared Prosperity this morning at the meeting. I really miss having somebody who knows how to read a room. I really do. On that note, I would like to remove from the consent agenda number six, seven, eight. 9 and anything else that you have to do with taking money from the state and federal government and funneling it to programs that you're the president of anything else that has to do with that I want taken off the agenda because I want to make a public comment about how I think that you're taking money David Anderson the chairman of the county housing board you can't even look at me that's fine the chairman of the county housing board the president of the Lyft Foundation, the mayor of the city of Kalamazoo. You're the kingpin, man. You're still a rights board. Didn't show up. Nobody showed up. One person showed up who's never been on the board before. I filed a FOIA to know every public meeting because it's really difficult to find out the way that it is now. I'm not even allowed in to look at the bulletin board downstairs. I'm not allowed. That's trespassing, criminal offense. Don, this is crazy. You guys tried trespassing me in 2018 because I didn't have an ID for a service dog. That is a criminal misdemeanor. Clyde Robinson, come on. This is unethical. This is unethical. Shelly Dusick told me she's a nice person until she's not. I don't know what that means. She told me to turn off my camera several times. I refused. Why? Because I have the protection to leave my camera on. Why did she tell me?
2: Thank you very much. Is there anyone else in the chambers who'd like to make some comments this evening? See no one? Good
1: evening, Mr. Mayor, commissioners, city attorney. My name is Steve Glista. I'm a resident of the city of Kalamazoo. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, I have seen recent news reports about um, infrastructure repairs and infrastructure projects on Stadium Drive and on Parkview Avenue. And uh, I wanted to say thank you for investing in the community and building infrastructure to support city of Kalamazoo's growing needs. And that's all. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Anyone else in the chambers tonight who would like to speak? Seeing no one. Uh, Deputy City Manager Chamberlain, is there anyone who's called in? We'll go ahead and check. Just give it a minute because we have a bit of a lag with YouTube and Facebook. Mayor we do not have any calls all right no calls all right Uh, so at this point we are down to the consent agenda now there was an opportunity on our agenda this evening to ask anyone in the chambers whether they would like an item moved from the consent agenda to the regular agenda Uh, After asking commissioners and no one responded in the chambers to that request during that time So obviously we now have a request since then that's happened during public comments I've asked attorney Robinson uh, whether he can provide some input on that Maybe a moment So absent any clarity on any particulars around that, uh, I will go ahead and just, uh, as a point of order, allow those changes to occur. So I think at this point, there was a request made to have item, uh, and Clerk Borland, you may have to help me with this, but to have item G6, G7, I thought I heard G8 and G9 moved. Those are the four I heard, obviously G8 was already removed. So at this point, then it's just, G6, I'm sorry, Uh, yeah, G6, G7, and G9. Is that correct? Is that what you heard? Okay. So we will be moving uh, items from the Consent Agenda, G6, G7, and G9,
1: to the Regular Agenda.
2: Now for the Consent Agenda, Manager Risma.
1: Uh, The following items are brought forward for approval first is the approval of a contract with NTH consultants for consulting services related to the allied paper landfill site in the amount of two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars next is approval of a contract supplemental change order with DLZ Michigan incorporated in the amount of four hundred and thirty nine thousand seven hundred dollars for construction and administration uh, of a lead certified public safety station number two next is approval of a contract and purchase order with allied mechanical services incorporated for the station 11 filter upgrades project in the amount of six hundred and twenty seven thousand four hundred dollars next the approval of a contract extension with earthworks lawn and landscape for 2022 property maintenance services in the amount of one hundred and sixteen thousand three hundred fifty dollars Next is the approval of an agreement with Whiteman Associates for construction engineering services for the Stadium Drives project in the amount of $361,500. Next is the adoption of a resolution recommending approval of an application from Crawl Space Theater Productions L3C for a redevelopment liquor license at 315 West Michigan Avenue. Next is the adoption of a resolution authorizing the submission of an application for a Michigan Department of Natural Resources Trust Fund grant in the amount of $299,400 for the development of a playground and supporting trail amenities at the Kalamazoo Farmers Market with a local match commitment of $300,000 supported by a grant from the Irving S. Gilmore Foundation. Next is the approval of a substantial amendment to the 2017, 2019, and 2020 action plans for the Home Investment Partnership Grant to award funding to the affordable housing projects loaded, located at 530 South Row Street and 1211 South Westridge Avenue. Next is the approval of a grant agreement with the neighborhood, Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Services, a, to provide a total of $750,000 for the Kalamazoo Attainable Homes/Pathways Home, home Ownership Initiative. Next is the authorization for the execution of two releases of claims between the city and Gary apps the owner at 523 Washington Avenue and between the city and And Andrea young the tenant of the property for damages sustained due to a public safety incident on November 11 2012 2021 next is the approval of a request from FFP effects incorporated to publicly display fireworks indoors at the wings event center at 3600 Van Rick Drive on March 9 and 10 of 2022. Next, the approval of the appointments and assignment of city commissioners to various committees, boards, and commissions. And then finally, approval of amendments to the city commission minutes from January 4, 2021 to comply with regulations from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development.
2: Thank you very much, Manager Ritzma. Commissioners, the requested action is a motion to approve items 1 through 5 and 10 through 17 and authorize the city manager to sign all documents on behalf of the city. Is there a motion?
0: So
4: moved.
2: Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Second. Supported by Commissioner Decker. Thank you so much. Clerk Borling, please call the roll. Commissioner Hess? Yes. Commissioner Hoffman?
0: Yes.
5: Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Yes. Commissioner Pradle.
6: Uh, yes, except I abstain on um, item G10, uh, this uh, liquor license item. Uh, by nature, uh, the business owner Dan Seitzma is a close uh, family friend and neighbor.
5: Vice Mayor Cooney.
6: Yes.
5: Mayor Anderson. Yes, but I'm abstaining on item G12. And Commissioner Decker.
4: Yes.
2: Thank you, Commissioners. The items on the Consent Agenda are approved. Next, Mayor Ritzma is our regular agenda.
1: Item H1 is adoption of an ordinance amending Chapter 30 of the Kalamazoo City Code, Soil Erosion and Sediment Control, to comply with state law.
2: Mayor Ritzma, is there a staff report on this item?
1: No, there aren't. No, there isn't, Your Honor, but we do have staff here to answer any questions there might be.
2: All right. Any questions for staff at this time from commission? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who'd like to comment on this item? That's item H1. Uh, Please keep your comments focused on the item itself. Come to the podium, give us your name, and whether you live in the city. Speakers will each have three minutes to make their comments.
3: I really wish you would stop asking people to give their name and say if they live in the city because the Open Meetings Act tells you what to say. And it says, please feel free to speak. You don't have to share things you don't want to. I don't know exactly what it says. And you keep not doing that. But if you could mention what has changed that you are not in compliance with, that would be great. Otherwise, I can file a FOIA if you don't want to talk about it publicly.
2: Thank you. Is there anyone else? See no more comments. The recommended action is a motion to adopt the ordinance. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Vice Mayor Cooney. Second. Supported by Commissioner Hoffman. Thank you so much. Any discussion, Commissioners? Commissioner Pradle.
6: Sure. Uh, at the last meeting, uh, we had uh, pulled this to the regular agenda, and the explanation was simply that this was just a uh, trying to align where uh, former terminology with MDQ is now changing to Eagle, which is the name of the state regula- environmental regulatory body. So it's meant to just uh, make sure that the name aligns with, um, with the current existing regulatory body name. So I thought I'd men- just mention that.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Pradle, for the explanation. Any other discussion? Seeing none, Clerk Borling, please call the roll.
5: Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker.
0: Yes.
1: Commissioner
2: House, Yes. Thank you, Commissioners. The motion passes. City Manager Rizma.
1: Item H2 is adoption of a
0: resolution
1: amending the face mask rules previously adopted on December 21, 2021 to make wearing face masks Face masks optional at public meetings of the city.
2: Thank you. Manager Isma is there any report on this item?
1: No, there isn't Are there
2: any questions for uh, any staff from commissioners on this item? See none is there anyone in the audience who would like to comment on this item? That's item h2 Please come to the podium. Give us your name and whether you live in the city speakers will each have three minutes for their comments.
3: Hello. There it goes. right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think you might be the last place in town um, to do this. Trust me, I've been going everywhere. The courts, public media, uh, the library. I'm glad you guys finally are being the leader, the forefront. You're showing society what is right, what is appropriate, by dragging your feet and being the last one to change because the political right and the state constitution, number one, Article 1, Section 1, what does it say? The political power remains with the people. The government's only job is to facilitate that. But you guys are trying to be the political force. Don, this is what you teach. Sociology. You teach society how to function. You teach leaders how to lead in society. This face mask thing has been so controversial around the country, around the world. It's not just Kalamazoo. It has been divisive. It's been turned into a political statement, which is inappropriate. It was supposed to be about health. It was supposed to be about safety, but that stopped a long time ago. And we have one of the biggest players in the world right here in Kalamazoo, Pfizer. What do you think Pfizer wants? I think they want more vaccines. They're a business. I think the fear that was stoked in people got them to get more vaccines willingly. People comply when they're in fear. And the city is one of the last places in town to change their policy. Why? Why are you guys trying to force the population how to think and how to behave? You're supposed to guide them with what they want to do. But instead you put out a survey with ten questions. Do you want affordable housing or affordable housing or affordable housing? Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Anyone else who'd like to make a comment on this item?
7: Jeff Messer, city resident. I'm gonna contradict Ben and point out that the Kalamazoo Valley Museum still has significant restrictions in place. The Kalamazoo Valley Museum, is, unless they change today, is only open five days a week for two 90-minute periods and they're still requiring face masks. So. I'm not any sure any place in town is nearly anywhere as restrictive right still as the Kalamazoo Valley Museum. So I hope, uh, um, let's see, what's his name, Um, the director of the Kalamazoo Valley Museum and Kalamazoo Valley Community College will reopen that place soon because that's a place that people need. Now onto my main comments. I would like to thank city staff for bringing uh, this resolution forward. I read the resolution. Um, It's very narrow. It only specifically addresses the face mask requirement during city of Kalamazoo public meetings. It does not address any of the other uh, pandemic uh, measures currently in place uh, during meetings at City Hall, including the the physical distancing of citizens in the audience, the translucent partitions between the commissioners, the two new no public access beyond this point signs, and other uh, measures. So it'd be appreciated if maybe um, the city manager or someone else can address when the other uh, restrictions will be uh, um, rescinded. Also, uh, this resolution does not address the restrictions in place at City Hall during normal business hours, uh, such as all entry through the rear entrance. Uh, The front entrance has been closed. uh, Well, it's closed right now to the public. Um, It has been open at some points during the pandemic, but it's closed again. Uh, All visitors must stop and sign in at the security desk, even if they want to go to the city clerk's office. That was not um, a restriction uh, prior points in the pandemic the masking in city hall and other pandemic measures. So uh, appreciative staff could, uh, or commissioners could address um, the other restrictions uh, during public meetings in the city of Kalamazoo, the other restrictions in city hall during normal business hours. And finally, um, where on the city's website can the public find the current city hall rules? There has been some allegations by members of the public that um, city staff, uh, city manager's office just kind of makes up city hall rules willy-nilly and, you know, if we're going after transparency, uh, the rule of law, the rule of law is we, we, we have, we vote on laws in public, and uh, we post, we make them available for the public to read so they can understand. So um, there's no misunderstanding, like, the, here's the book or the website or whatever, here's the rules. That way there's no allegations that uh, various people in power are just making up rules willy-nilly. So uh, I would appreciate also if uh, we get some information on where the public can find the current... Uh, Rules for uh, conduct in city hall and other city buildings. thank you.
2: Thank you. Anyone else who wants to comment on this item? See no one. Uh, the recommended action is a motion to adopt the resolution. Is there a motion?
0: So moved.
2: Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Second. Supported by Commissioner Decker. Is there any discussion, Commissioners? Commissioner Prado. Uh,
6: I'll just be transparent. I plan to vote no on this. Um, the reason I plan to vote no on this is because one of the, the factors that we've included in determining about wearing face masks has been people's ability to get vaccinated. And there is a segment of the population that still can't get vaccinated, which is you know young children under five years old. I happen to have a two-year-old. I happen to know a number of people who have small children, and you know, uh, you know, it goes a long way to uh, one of the leading indicators of, of of COVID safety is wearing a face covering. Um, so for me personally, it's it's you know made me feel more comfortable being in a meeting knowing that everybody's wearing a face covering. Um, that said, also I've received correspondence from people, especially um, some elderly residents, who said that they flat out will not come to City Hall because concerns over covid regardless of what the safety measures are but certainly i think it would be uh, diminished if we were to lift the face mask um, mandate Uh, so my preference would be if we could keep it until every resident including those under five years old could get vaccinated but i also recognize that um, everybody else is doing it and so i recognize i will probably be the lonesome voice on this but i just wanted to uh, make that comment
8: so thank you
2: Thank you very much, Commissioner Pradle. Any other comments? Vice Mayor Cooney. So,
8: so my understanding is that, that people that feel like wearing a mask can continue to wear the mask, right? Yeah. And I wanted to add that at Western now, they have waived uh, wearing a mask, except in classes. You still have to wear a mask in class.
2: Yeah, Commissioner Morales.
9: Um, I know this this um, situation is very controversial. Um, at the same time, it's very real. We live in a pandemic where people are dying. I lost my father-in-law to COVID. I lost my uncle to COVID. I had COVID in November of 2020, and it almost killed me because I'm diabetic. Now this pandemic is made a little bit made people a little bit crazy, right? When it comes to what they believe or their opinion. And so I think it's um, it's one of those things where we got to continue to learn how to live with COVID and the variances that are out there. At the same time, take safety precautions and and be okay with that and not judge each other on our decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask. But if we're not careful, we'll continue to see people uh, get sick and die, especially people who have pre-existing conditions. So. My thought is like, I I hate the mask, but I love my brothers enough and my sisters enough to wear it. Um, Are there times where I take it off? Yes. Are there times where it's uncomfortable? Sure. Uh, Do I wanna do away with it? Yes. But am I willing to wear it for the sake of others? Then yeah. And I think we need to continue to look at that commonality on how we put each other as priority in these situations before we take our own stance or our own opinion or our own understanding of what's right. That's it.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Juarez. Any other discussion on this item? Clerk Borling, will you please call the roll?
5: Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Commissioner Pradle? No. Vice Mayor Cooney? Yes. Mayor Anderson? Yes. Commissioner Decker? Yes. Commissioner Hess? Yes. Commissioner Hoffman? Yes. Thank you, Commission. The
2: motion passes. Item H2 is adopted. Uh, Attorney Robinson? I apologize for being a little tardy. Uh, you are correct in your ruling that uh, under the rules, any person who is present may ask for something to be removed from the consent agenda there's nothing in the rules that are restricted to a particular time so the, the request of public comment was appropriate however um, under the, your rules one of the issues that was asked to be removed sets a public hearing under your rules there is no comment on pub- setting public hearings the, the reason for that is obviously you'll have an opportunity to comment at the public hearing itself so there even though it's been removed and you can take action on it, there is no public comment on um, the matter setting the public hearing. That is item G7, is that correct attorney Robinson?
1: That's the item. All
2: right. manager Ritzma.
1: Item G6 is approval of the release of the draft program year 2022 action plan for a 30-day public comment period to begin on March 14, 2022, and end on April 13, 2022, as required by the City's Citizen Participation Plan and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Thank you, Manager Risma.
2: At this time, are there any questions for staff on this item from Commission? Are there any individuals in here in the chambers who'd like to comment on this item?
3: Testing, okay. The reason why I wanted to bring up the public comment section is because when I went to the DIGA board, the Tammy Ray runs um, chairs, they mentioned they had a public comment um, Section that nobody had made a public comment for, and I try to make one at everything that's possible. So I was very confused why I didn't know about it. And then they told me that it was available at the Rose Street location during a time period where that location was not open to the public. And I have videos of me going to the building, knocking on the door, Hello, hello, can I talk to somebody? And through the door, they say, Sorry, we're closed to the public. You need to call 311 and make an appointment. And you call 311, and they say, you got to call the city manager's office to make an appointment the city manager doesn't respond. So public comment was not open, it was not available, and the only solution I have is to call the state police and file criminal charges or hire an attorney and sue. Please make it easier for the public to just simply communicate, please or maybe we should get a communication professor on here. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Is there anyone else in the chambers who'd like to comment on this item?
7: Jeff Messer, city resident. Um, I have previously thought about Ben's concern, which is that we have uh, three members of our seven-member city commission who are in the housing sector. Um, Mayor Anderson is um, the head of the Lyft Foundation, which was, uh, he abstained from item 12 tonight. That includes uh, the Lodge, uh, the former Knights Inn on Southwest. And we have uh, Commissioner Hoffman is the Executive Director of Open Doors. And Commissioner Pradle, I don't remember what the name of your organization is, but um, I'm sorry about that. Um, So there is a concern that since housing is one of the city priorities and we have three people in the housing sector on the commission, um you know uh, conflicts of interest and, and I would like to suggest that um, maybe we change the City Commission rules so that uh, if there are any items on the agenda that uh, there would be a conflict of interest um, with any of the uh, commissioners that it just automatically be moved to the um, regular agenda um, I know we can do the thing now where um, The commissioner like David did tonight and they say I vote yes on all these things except I abstain on this one but I think I would like a little more attention to these items um, uh, to make it more obvious to the public that uh, the commissioners are are serving with organizations that are that are receiving the money I like to that's part of transparency just making it more clear so I would ask for Change the city commission rules. Um, you know, I, I I know you could just do it individually yourself, uh, move it to the regular agenda. But um, uh, you know, if you change, if you just change the rules, then it's there for the next commission, and we don't have to have this discussion again. So so yeah, uh, transparency is always good. I I appreciate it, and appreciate all your service. Thank you. Thank you. Any other
2: individuals should like to comment, who are in the chamber tonight? Seeing none. Uh, the recommended action is a motion to adopt uh, the release of the draft program year. I'll just go through this again since it was, uh, uh, maybe been a little while since we thought about it. So what are we're doing? We're are approving the release of the draft program year, 2022 action plan for a 30 day public comment period. That is beginning on March 14th in a week and ending on April 13th, 2022, a 30 day comment period as required by the city's citizen participation plan and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Is there a motion? I'll move that. Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Support. Supported by Vice Mayor Cooney. Any discussion? Commissioner Decker.
4: Uh, thank you, Mayor. Um, I just want to say I did review um, the 2022 action plan, and there is a lot of pertinent information in there. Um, that I am very glad that we are going to have a public comment period on this, because the public will be able to kind of see um, how we're working um, to make Kalamazoo better. Um, so I just want to say yes, I do support having that 30 day public comment period. And I encourage anyone that has anything to say to really, You know, reach out and fill out these surveys, or if you have questions again, uh, call the 311 and get that information into our database. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Decker. Any other comments? No other discussion? All right, just for a little clarity here, uh, before uh, we take our next step on this, just from my perspective, uh, just to clear up some comments, is that Uh, Yes, I am involved in housing in Kalamazoo. Uh, Those activities, uh, many of those activities are volunteer. I I do not get paid in any way, do not get rewarded in any way, other than the reward of creating affordable housing, which is one of the deeply uh, held values that I have. Uh, To that end, I do a lot of volunteering on various boards. I'm not the head of lift foundation. I happen to be a volunteer member of the lift board, which is a nonprofit board, not, not the head of that. Uh, just to further clarify, neither am I the head of the public housing commission. That is uh, uh, something that is uh, a seat that I've been appointed to by the county board of commissioners. Uh, when you know they determine who they're going to appoint to that, that is also a hundred percent volunteer activity and there's nothing specific to either one of those things in this particular item here related to either of those activities. Clerk Borling, please call the roll.
5: Vice Mayor Cooney? Yes. Sure. Mayor Anderson? Yes. Commissioner Decker? Yes. Commissioner Hess? Yes. Commissioner Hoffman? Yes. Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Commissioner Pradle?
6: I'm going to abstain on this based on uh, my employer, which is Community HomeWorks and has been a recipient of CDBG funds over a number of years.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Prado. Uh, Thank you, Commissioners. Uh, This motion passes. Next, Manager Risma.
1: Item G7 is adoption of a resolution scheduling a public hearing on May 16, 2022, regarding the approval of a development plan and tax increment financing plan for the City of Kalamazoo Northside Cultural Business District Authority. Thank you, Manager
2: Risma. Are there any questions for Manager Risma or his uh, great city team on this item from commissioners? Seeing none, is there anyone in the audience who would like to comment on this item? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. Thank you. No comments on this one because it's just scheduling a public hearing. All right then, the the, uh, requested action then is to adopt a resolution scheduling a public hearing on May 16th, 2022, regarding the approval of a development plan and tax increment financing plan for the city of Kalamazoo, Northside Cultural Business District Authority. Did I get a motion on this, sorry? All right. Who's going?
10: Someone. Motion
2: made by Commissioner Hoffman. Supported by Vice Mayor Cooney. Any discussion? Commissioner Decker.
4: Thank you, Mayor. Um, I also did review um, the information regarding uh, scheduling this public hearing and I did ask uh, City Manager Ritzma to put on one of our CO agendas to kind of discuss what TIF is to the public. Um, I don't feel a lot of individuals um, know really what that is and what a great thing that can be for organizations that are looking to to do good things in their areas, especially with the Northside, especially with the, the business development plan that they that we have within our package here. Uh, if you do have a time, I would suggest that you do go and, and look at that. It's called the Northside Cultural Business District Authority. Um, the information in there is powerful, and it's going to show, you know, how these funds and how what they're doing is going to be able to bring back to life uh, that
5: neighborhood.
2: Thank Thanks. you, Commissioner Decker. Clerk Borling, we please call the roll.
5: Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes. Commissioner Hess. Yes. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Prado? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney?
8: Yes.
2: Thank you, Commissioners. The resolution is adopted.
1: Manager Ritzma. Item G9 is adoption of a resolution approving a payment in lieu of taxes for 530 Rose Street Limited Dividend Housing Association Limited Partnership for Rose Street Senior, located at 530 South Rose Street, pursuant to section 35-4 of the Kalamazoo City Code. Thank you, manager Ritzema.
2: Are there any questions from city commission relative to this item? Commissioner Pradle.
6: Yeah, sure, I'd love to just get, you know, get a little background on this uh, for the public as well, talking about this project if possible.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Pradle. M- manager we have any staff here that can speak to that particular item?
1: Yes, we have Sherilyn Parsons available who will speak to this.
2: Ms. Parsons, we're honored to have you here. Thank you.
5: Thank you so much. So 530 South Rose has been awarded and has a reservation from Mishta as a low-income housing tax credit project. So it has been approved once again does have a reservation number, is slated for construction in 2022. It's a 64 unit senior housing development, of which 51 of those units are for very low income households and 13 are marketplace. So the payment in lieu of taxes is speaking to the 51 units and the 13 will be ad valorem tax.
2: Thank you very much. More questions? Questions from anyone else? Thank you very much. Thank you. Now is the opportunity for anyone in the audience who would like to comment on this item, please come forward.
3: I would just like to correct the record that you previously corrected from your own website.
4: He has been employed by Integrated Services of Kalamazoo, formerly Kalamazoo Community Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, since 1992, where he currently serves as the Director of Housing and Facilities. Prior to joining integrated services of Kalamazoo, Mayor Anderson worked as a self-employed building contractor for over 20 years. In addition to serving on the city commission, Mayor Anderson serves as president of the Lyft Foundation and as chairperson of the Kalamazoo County Public Housing Commission.
3: So you're not the director or the chairperson. You're just the unpaid lowly little volunteer that was authorized by the county to sit on these boards. Narrative. You're painting a narrative that you have no power. You have so much power. You want to talk about politics? Oh, I don't get paid for this position. My children just happen to get a full ride to a very expensive private college. I don't get any benefits. You say you have no, you don't get paid for this. You just happen to get to stay at some friend's summer cottage, go on some nice vacations. This is politics in America. It's not just Kalamazoo. I'm not trying to pick on Kalamazoo too much, but it's playing out here as well. And everybody across the country is saying they're tired of it. They want it to stop. I'm saying that where I live right now. I want it to stop. I want the people to be able to participate. You said call 311. Benjamin Stanley is not allowed to call 311 anymore. City manager made a new policy. They've been directed not to answer my questions. The reason why is because you guys cancel meetings and then you have 18 hours to reschedule a new one. And so there's no way for me to find out on the website. I'm not allowed in the building. You guys don't put the notice up, anyways. So I have to call through on one That's the only person I can call. Hey, are there any public meetings today? No, there are not. Sure enough, there are. And because they kept giving me misinformation, instead of correcting the information they're giving all the public, they just say, you're not allowed to ask anymore. This is the city of Kalamazoo. I FOIA'd the phone call because they're all recorded, even though they don't tell you that. So I'll play that at the next meeting.
2: Thank you. Is there anyone else who'd like to comment on this item? Seeing none, uh, the motion is to adopt. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, sir.
7: President, sorry if I got some of your titles wrong. I just wanted to add a little bit to what Ben said. Uh, When the Lyft Foundation has come before the Planning Commission and Zoning Board of Appeals, uh, David has been the person who has spoke on behalf of the lift foundation. Thank you.
2: Anyone else the audience would like to comment? Thank you. Commissioners, the motion is to adopt a resolution approving a payment lieu of taxes for 530 Rose Street is there such a motion so moved motion made by Commissioner Decker support supported by Commissioner Hess discussion Commissioner Hoffman
10: thank you mayor I'm so glad to see this on the docket today you know affordable housing is something that's dear to my heart as well and to know that we will have quality Affordable housing for our elderly and our seniors. It makes my heart glad and to know that this developer is committed To people at low and very low and no income It's just a treasure to have this developer within our community and I wanted to give him a shout out. So, thank you
2: Thank you, Commissioner Hoffman other discussion Commissioner Juarez. Uh,
9: Yes, um, I think over my time as a leader in the church and in my community Uh, every time I leave my house my wife reminds me to live above reproach and what that means is not by a standard so people can't talk about me but by uh, understanding where I don't have evidence where people can talk about me and so when I hear people talk about David Anderson um, it irks my nerves Um, granted people can paint the picture about the man But you won't celebrate the hundred things he's done great for this city. And we need to change the way we view people. Do I believe David Anderson is in this for himself? No, not at all. Do I believe he cares about Kalamazoo? Yes. Has he proven that time and time again? Yes. Does he care about housing? Yes. Has he put himself in a position to be able to speak into that? Yes. And I'm glad he's doing that with other commissioners who are in housing. That being said, I want to say good things about David Anderson, his service to this community, his tireless hours working to help people in the mental health field, in housing, to see people prosper the way he cares. Is next to none. Now, for every bad comment that's made about David Anderson, I will use my comments to say good things about him, and I'll say good things about people who make bad choices because it's not. We got to change the way we think about each other if Kalamazoo is ever going to get better. We got to understand people's hearts and motives instead of assuming a tense. His intent is not to harm people or to build this wealth for himself. So I appreciate you very much.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Juarez. Vice Mayor Cooney.
8: Thank you, Commissioner Juarez, for expressing what I had in my heart. And um, I want to say uh, thank goodness for the Lyft Foundation, which has poured millions of dollars into this community especially in the east side at um, Mayor Anderson's advocacy which rebuilt the low-income housing project out there and made a huge difference in the lives of those people. So thank you Mayor Anderson.
2: Thank you Vice Mayor Cooney. Other comments? All right. Just, uh, thank you very much. Just at the risk of, uh, repeating myself here. Uh, despite what the computer voice said, uh, you know, I am not the head of the Lyft foundation. I am a volunteer on the Lyft board that can easily be verified. Uh, I receive no, no benefit other than, uh, being able to spend my volunteer time, uh, trying to, Help create something that is in dire need in this community, which is affordable housing and quality affordable housing. Totally devoted to that. that that's that's how I spend my time uh, volunteering in that area. You know, do that for 20 or 30 years, and and people might start to feel that you've got too much involvement. I get that, but uh, you know, that's how I spend my time. Just another point is that. No, I, I do not go every time, and I do not represent Lyft to the zoning board. You can go back and check on that. There was just something on the zoning board. I, I did not appear at that meeting. I do try to be careful about that. I think that's a worthy point that I, I need to uh, make sure that I am not, uh, you know, the face of that kind of work, particularly in the, in the position I am right now. And uh, so that, that is something I attempt to be aware of. It is the case, you know, Kalamazoo is a bit of a small town, and uh, many of us do participate in a variety of efforts, and I would say that if you're going to find a group of people who sit in this commission, it is likely that you will find them sitting on other boards involved in other things that they care about, and uh, thank goodness for that. Once again, I need some help. Do we have a motion on this yet? <laughs> Do we? Click rolling? Okay. We're good. Please call the roll. Commissioner Hess. Yes.
5: Commissioner Hoffman? Yes. Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney? Yes. Mayor Anderson? Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes.
2: Uh, thank you very much. The motion passes. Uh, next is legislative updates. Mayor
1: I have no report this evening. For city manager's report. Okay. All right.
2: Got ahead of me there, but Commissioner Pradle, you've got some updates?
6: All right. Sure, I appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, So, uh, if you've been uh, following uh, some local coverage uh, over the last two years, uh, you'll be aware that uh, Morrow Dam, uh, which uh, had a a spillgate malfunction, uh caused us uh, 400 uh, uh, cubic yards of sediment to uh cubic yards of sediment to spill out into the kalamazoo river calling, causing a very significant uh, man-made disaster on our very own kalamazoo uh, river uh, so uh, that has been uh, an ongoing issue uh, i had a chance uh, some time ago uh, shortly after uh, morrow lake had effectively emptied uh, to tour uh, the dam site and uh, basically, see like a, what was once a lake had become almost like a a field that had grown. I mean, it was just unbelievable to see. Uh, the company which owns uh, Morrow Dam, uh, in effect, basically uh, repaired the gate uh, to the dam, and then uh, made some uh, initiative to try to communicate with the local municipalities, including the city of Kalamazoo, uh, and then made some. I would consider very nominal uh, improvements to the uh the issues that had been caused to the river uh, just to give you some perspective in terms of uh there are some areas the size of like football fields that are are covered in, in deep dense sediment um covering wildlife uh there was actually an individual over by retro um golf course who uh, was found with with muck uh like halfway or more up his body uh and some golfers heard him screaming and probably would have died uh Uh, because of the significant amount of muck that's in the river. Um, I've witnessed a number of times a number of kayakers and people who are are utilizing the river uh, for recreational purposes uh, struggle to get out. Uh, If there were to be an emergency uh, where, you know, a car would go into the river or somebody were to be drowning, it would be extremely difficult for public safety uh, to rescue individuals based on where they go in. The company uh, made... Uh, this preliminary commitment, and then after some period of time, sort of just disappeared. Um, Communication has effectively ceased. uh, Remediation actions effectively ceased. And so, uh, needless to say, it's pretty frustrating, because, you know, I was raised when you make a mess, you clean it up. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of great uh, businesses taking a lot of responsibility in our community, and it's unfortunate when uh, corporate actors uh, make these sort of actions and then don't clean up their mess. So where I'm going with this Uh, There was a bill introduced by our very own Senator Sean McCann and Representative Julie Rogers uh, to effectively uh, change the law where it would give uh, Eagle more teeth uh, to basically force companies to remediate these sort of issues when there's a a significant health or safety uh, issue that could be posed to a community, which I would argue is very much true in this case. Um, I want to applaud both of those uh, elected representatives for doing such a great job to advocate for that and to work through their committees to try to pass uh, this legislation. Since that time, um, uh, actually, uh, uh, Attorney General Nessel, um, Eagle, which is the state regulatory body in the DNR, have all brought uh, a case against the company uh, to uh, basically, uh, you know, f- force the company to remediate some of these uh, issues that have been caused to the river.
8: Uh, so
6: uh, some people might think that it's not worth trying to push through uh, uh, the bill uh, it's uh, Senate Bill 813 and House Bill 5661 uh, but I would argue that um, even though this might not benefit our community anymore um, you know this could instances like this could potentially happen to other communities around uh, the state and uh, uh, hopefully uh, they will be successful in that court case um, but I, I think that uh, I would still like to try to uh, show our support and solidarity between these bill- behind both of these bills uh, and send a letter to the leadership of both um, the Senate uh, Subcommittee and the uh, House Subcommittee to try to encourage them to uh, pass pass these laws, or pass the law. So um, you'll find in our packet two uh, letters, one version to the House, um, and then one uh, to the Senate um, related to that uh, Senate Bill 813 and House Bill 5661, um, encouraging them and strongly imploring them to please pass that. Um, and uh, so basically what we would be doing is we would be... Um, Voting to empower the mayor to sign the letters, and then have um, City Clerk Borling send those in on our behalf.
2: Thank you very much, Commissioner Pradel. Thank you, Vice Mayor Cooney.
8: Well, I just want to I just want to thank Commissioner Pradel for bringing that to our attention and putting it out there. I think advocacy is one of the most important things we can do, and this is certainly an, an important issue. So, thank you for doing it.
2: Yes, thank you. Other comments on this item? Yeah, Commissioner Prado.
8: Yeah, I'll just add one other thing. Uh, so
6: my hope is, is after we hopefully, you know, uh, endorse this letter and send it in, I'd like to start uh, working with colleagues in other um, neighboring jurisdictions to ask them to do the same, because uh, I think it will give a little bit more uh, force and uh, power to our, our letter if it comes, if, if uh, similar ones come from other areas like uh, Comstock and Kalamazoo Township, uh, Kalamazoo County, et cetera.
2: I think that's wise. So you are proposing then, uh, do you want do you want to read
6: motion? Sure, so uh, the action would be a motion authorizing the mayor to sign the proposed letters on behalf of the city commission and directing the city clerk to send the letters to the respective committee chairpersons.
2: So are you making that motion? All right, is there support?
10: Support. Any other discussion, commissioners?
2: Is your microphone on? It, hello. Now uh, it is.
0: <laughs> on behalf of the Environmental Concerns Committee, uh, to which I'm the liaison, I, I know they totally agree with what you're doing, and I wholeheartedly support this.
2: Thank you. Any other discussion? Clerk Burling, will you please call the roll.
5: Commissioner Hoffman? Yes. Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker.
0: Yes.
2: Commissioner Hess. Yes. Thank you very much. The motion passes. So we are down to the point on our agenda here for commissioner comments. Commissioner Decker.
4: Thank you, Mayor. Um, I just kind of wanted to to talk about um, something that was passed today and that was the mask mandate. Um, you know removing that from the meetings and and I heard all of my commissioners uh, all of my colleagues you know voice their concerns and I do still have my own concerns Um, but I do feel that as Commissioner whereas says we do need to learn how to kind of live with this and and I respect everyone's decision you know to continue to wear the mask to protect their families of someone that may have illnesses or someone that's up on this dais that I work closely with that may have an illness or maybe going through something and it's someone that also has children at home that can't get vaccinated. I'm um, so I, I just wanted to make that point there. Um, and then I also wanted to uplift everything that Commissioner Cooney and Commissioner Juarez said regarding the demeaning of someone that has worked so hard within the city of Kalamazoo over his time here as mayor and working for all the great foundations that he has done and volunteering his time every day. To make kalamazoo a better place um words do hurt um but hopefully mayor you know that you know i believe in you and i believe that you're you've been doing the right thing for the city of kalamazoo thank you
2: thank you very much commissioner Hoffman.
10: good evening everybody i don't have much to say because i have this cough, but I'm, I'm glad to be here and i'm just really excited and i'm really really feeling uh, my heart is is dancing today because of the support that was shown on this Commission Uh, this is what we're about and this is the vein that we will continue to move in so I appreciate you all
2: thank you Commissioner Kaufman. vice mayor Cooney
8: Um, there were several shootings over the weekend and as a city We have to take this very seriously. This isn't just the job of our police department. I think our police department is doing a terrific job. I think our chief has stepped out of his way to take a whole new approach to what we're doing with policing in this city. But stopping the violence in the city is the job of the whole community. And Commissioner Hoffman, Commissioner Juarez, and I have been meeting with people from the community for about a month now trying to come up with a creative plan, and we will in a very short time. But I'm really encouraged to see some of the things that are happening in the community. Pastor Moore stepping up and uh, mobilizing men, fathers, to go into the schools, to go out on the streets. But I just want to emphasize the idea that This is not just public safety's job. This is all of our jobs to stop the violence in this community, and we can do it, and we need to step up on that. And the other thing I would mention would be that uh, Commissioner Hoffman and I and and one other commissioner who wants to will be doing a listening session next week, next Friday, the 18th, at 6 o'clock at the Northside Association for Community Development. So anybody wants to come and just talk. We're here to listen. We're not to tell anybody anything.
2: Vice Mercuni, one more time on the time there and that date, just...
8: Yes, it is um, a week from Friday, the 18th of March at 6 p.m. at the Northside Association for Community Development.
2: Thank you very much. Commissioner Juarez.
9: yes thank you Um, I I feel like a lot of good work is happening in um, Kalamazoo and what we're seeing even in the meetings that we're having with gun violence you know that's dear to my heart Um, my son was uh, hit by a stray bullet when he was three years old in a drive-by and so I advocate for gun violence very strongly and I know that the people that are around those tables having those discussions are super important I think when we think about that, we think about gun violence, we think about housing, we think about homelessness, we think about all the things that are happening in Kalamazoo. Um, One of the things I've seen over my time working and trying to develop my community is how much we think we have against each other, more so than we have in common. You guys have heard me say that before. Um, And we always find a way to blame others. For what's going on Um, instead of taking responsibility for what can i do different today right and so the biggest factor that i've witnessed that um, keeps us disconnected is lack of relationships and this is why you can see sometimes when people have comments about my colleagues up here it's a lack of relationship it's a personal opinion or a narrative that being painted in their mind or structured, and they fill in the sentence, right? And what I've realized is the more that we come together to do this work, because again, it's not the city's problem. It's not the county's problem. It's a community problem. It's all of ours. It's all of us. If it's housing, if it's homelessness, if it's gun violence, if it's the infant mortality rate, if it's you know, disability, right, you know, access to better jobs for disabled people, uh, whatever it is, it's a community issue. And we, when we all can get on the same page and look at it from that standpoint, I believe that we can continue to create and foster growth in our city. I tell people, and I've lived by this, you know, I wanna work myself out of a job. There's no money in the, in the maintaining of things. There's no money in the cure of things, actually. That's what I meant. There's no money in the cure, right? That's why nobody wants to fix the cure. Nobody wants to cure these problems. We have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we approach these things. And we got to find the cure for these things for the sake of people. Even if that means me losing my job. Even if that means my organization not existing no more. Why would I want to preserve myself if I knew that there was an answer to something out there. And just as much as we work really hard on this dais and you know in those rooms with having conversations with people, the community can do it just as well. And again, you've heard me say this before. We can't do it alone. It's impossible. It's very impossible. We need all of Kalamazoo to fight against homelessness, gun violence, the housing crisis. We need all of Kalamazoo to be on the same page. That's it.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Morris. Commissioner Pradle.
6: Thank you. Um, wanted to also just thank colleagues for uh, voting to support those letters today. I'm, I'm excited to go see those going out and we'll be the first you know, municipality to do so. So uh, way to show some leadership on that front. So thank you. Um, I did want to take a moment, a pause here just to reflect. Uh, we're coming up here, uh, later this week on the two-year anniversary of effectively when the world shut down. And uh, I have a, like I said, I have an almost two-year-old, so uh, looking at him kind of gives me the perspective of how long it has been. Uh, But I wanted to just uh, reflect for a minute on that and uh, just say how proud I've been uh, to serve with the 53rd commission and the 54th commission uh, during that period. Uh, And that that would also include with the administration and with city staff who uh, led during that period. Um, I just remember, you know, two years ago, um, almost to the day, you know, sitting in these chambers with really no clue what was going to happen next. I mean, it was horrifying to be a leader, because <laughs> you are thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? You know, you just have no clue, you know, you're wondering, uh, you know, you have no idea how long this is going to last, you have no idea how this is going to impact the world, you know, have, have no idea if a recession is going to go so deep that, you, know, you, you had no idea about anything. It shook us all to our core. And, you know, I was so proud from the very get-go. I remember we injected money into nonprofits to help people who are the most vulnerable uh, before federal funding could even hit uh, Congress. You know, we were already injecting money into nonprofits. Uh, We supported hundreds of small businesses and kept them afloat. I have talked to some of them that said, literally, like, if that money had not flowed to them that quickly before even the federal government could get get um, PPP loans to, to businesses we were injecting funds to small businesses to keep them afloat small mom-and-pop shops here in the community these were not big businesses you know these were people who were just struggling day-to-day to get by um, we we created a social drinking district to help provide a creative solution for people to uh, dine and to drink downtown to try to help support our small businesses downtown um, you know and all, I remember we were one of the first communities and municipalities that did uh, live virtual streaming meetings. And I remember how much of a disaster it was. It was the first time that we tried that where we had, you know, trolls trying to call in and, and hijack the meeting. And, and we stuck with it. We kept going, you know, we, we uh, uh, you know, plowed through that. But it was an experiment and we led on it. We took a risk on it. And it was, we had no idea how that was going to turn out. And then, you know, we led together uh, as a commission for two years basically in a virtual space trying to you know do our best to stay in, in touch with each other and talk with each other and lead you know, in that virtual setting. Uh, and I'm just you know again, I'm just really proud of it. You can always tell the stress of the world you know they look at like fear indexes and stuff from economists. I just look at fried chicken places and the lines outside the that's usually how you can tell how stressed people are in a society but um, but you, you know the, the reality is is it's been a hard two years on all of us and I'm proud of the way that this community has rallied not just this commission but this the way that this community has rallied. Uh, to lift ourselves up by the bootstraps, and hopefully come out stronger, more innovative, more agile than we did two years ago. Uh, so with that, I'll, I'll pass it up. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Commissioner Pradle. Commissioner Hess.
0: So I I just adore serving on this commission with you all, and the diversity of thought, the diver, but the but the unity of why we're here. Um. Yes, I have hope for this community. I also have great gratitude for the people and and for everything in this community, Um, for so many things. First of all, uh, for uh, some employees of the city, um, Charles and Antonio, if you come into city hall on a regular basis, they're the first people you meet that, that can tell you what to go, where to go, what to do, and help keep us safe. So I wanna give a big shout out to Charles and Antonio for being here and committing to the safety of the city on a regular basis. Um, I also have gratitude for all those who have committed to our big street projects for this summer, for Parkview project, which begins on Monday, March 21st, and goes through October. And for the uh, stadium project, which is already underway um, as Steve Glista has said, it brought it up, one of our um, speakers this t- tonight brought up the Parkview project. Um, and so yes, those things, those big things are happening and that, doesn't, that takes a city, it takes a village to, ha- to make that kind of project happen. And so um, uh, I'm asking for, from all of us for patience, for grace, for giving yourself extra time to get somewhere, To keep people safe workers included while we work on these projects you may have also noticed the traffic calming efforts that have gone on throughout the city so i have gratitude to our department of community planning and economic development for really and 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 to public services for making that a priority and keeping people safe Um, we're just we are going too fast we are And we're not seeing people. We're not seeing bicyclists, especially now with the warmer weather coming out. People are going to be walking more. People are going to be out on their bikes. Kids are going to be out. Um, Please be cognizant and calm the traffic. Um, If you want to know more about traffic calming, it's at ImagineKalamazoo.com. And then yesterday, Sunday, was the... uh, rally for voting rights here in Kalamazoo. And I am just so proud of our community for coming together to rally for voting rights for people, um, for all people. Um, This was put on by the NAACP, the Douglas Center, um, Galilee Baptist and Mount Zion Church and Black Voters Matter. I left that very inspired to say the least. There were probably two to 300 people there marching on behalf of the John, uh, asking for the passage of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. I don't know who it was that allowed white men to vote, what act it was that allowed white men to vote. And I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why we need another act to have everyone vote, Um, just saying. But uh, we should be at a point in this country where, in in this democracy, where voting by all is guaranteed, expected, and applauded. This community has done its due diligence, and I want to thank our city clerk, Scott Borling, and his office for doing their due diligence to be sure that justice is served in Kalamazoo for our voting rights so um, having received my absentee um, ballot application the other day uh, some of us already have please fill in your absentee voting or make plans to vote in may for this election lastly my first uh, meeting of uh, the 53rd commission something stayed with me the only thing that stayed with me from that was our new mayor david anderson telling me and telling the 53rd commission that the only thing that he wanted from all of us was for us to focus on kindness, to be kind to one another, uh, to listen to one another, to challenge one another, but to be kind. That has stuck with me. I have known nothing but kindness from Mayor Anderson and honesty and a willingness to work for the greater good of these people. I appreciate all my colleagues who have spoken forward about David's integrity, and I second all of that. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Commissioner Hess. Uh, just a, a little list of things here in no particular order. Commissioner Pradle, thank you for recognizing this two-year anniversary. Uh, it has been a challenging, challenging time, and Vice Mayor Cooney, I would suggest that some of the things that we're seeing, that we're dealing with now, gun violence included, are some of the results of the tumultuous times we've gone through in the last couple of years. And uh, I've pulled back from the gun violence piece a little bit because uh, there were several commissioners that are very interested in participating, but I can just say thank you for being so devoted to that work, so devoted, spent lifetimes and careers working on that. I'm very much looking forward to what kind of proposal we're going to have coming out of this work, at least for our first step so that we have something we can vote on here uh, well before spring really hits. And so I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much for all your extra work, extra meetings, all that discussion that's occurring around that issue. Very, very important. Uh, I wanna mention just a little bit about an item we talked about, which was this pilot request for 530 South Rose. So I just wanna remind all of us here that the primary way that affordable housing is created in this country is with low income housing tax credits. That's the name of them. That's the federal name. It's an IRS program. Very, very competitive, very difficult to get. And in a discussion I have had with our city team is that we need to make sure that if a developer is, it does a, puts a fantastic proposal together and then, in the luck of the draw, has it awarded here in Kalamazoo, we need to do everything we can to make sure that happens. That really represents a vast investment, 10, 12 million dollars of investment in housing in Kalamazoo that comes from outside of Kalamazoo. And so how do we help make that happen? We do things like demonstrate how we're supportive and how we participate. And one of those ways is granting the opportunity for a pilot, a payment in lieu of taxes, which reduces the operating costs, but also is necessary for the awarders to be aware that the local community is supportive of this. It's required, basically. If we don't do it, it wouldn't happen. So by passing that pilot ordinance tonight, which really does mean that we're giving up tens of thousands of dollars of tax revenue over the years, which doesn't mean we're still not gonna respond with those things supported by taxes, plowing streets, fixing roads, fire department, public safety, all those things we're still gonna provide. But we are partners in this in terms of how we provide supports for that affordable housing to be built. And I really, really wanna thank our city team that had to spend hours and hours working with the developer to actually make sure the site plan works and all those other in the weeds details that have to happen that can be an impediment to creating affordable housing so that that's just fantastic news that this is an awarded project we're literally going to see some great housing out of this but keep in mind this is not passive our relationship with this this is active we are literally taking steps to make sure that this development can happen in kalamsu in the city of I had the honor and opportunity to participate as did Vice Mayor Cooney. I know you were there, uh, Commissioner Hess, in, in the walk for voting rights. Uh, just a reminder, this was also, today is the actual anniversary day, but it was a recognition, of the anniversary of what's called Bloody Sunday, 57 years ago, uh, when brave people walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And we recognize that, but also... One thing that every speaker who spoke there talked about was what is our history going to be in Kalmzoo? and what are we going to do here now, you know, to make sure that every single individual in the city of Kalamzu can fully participate in participatory democracy that we live in. And that all said, I guess I'll just close out with this and uh, it's all over the news cycle right now, uh, just talking about Ukraine a little bit and, and we're watching. Uh, horrible things happen, and, uh, Ukraine, you know, is a democracy, and, uh, may not be, uh, here over the next, uh, few weeks, we don't know, but I would like to recognize everything that everybody is doing in town. For example, Maria Brennan over at the Victorian Bakery, um, uh, put a special, uh, request out there indicating she was going to donate to, uh, A group called, Commissioner Hess, do you remember, a special group that is helping feed refugees uh, in Poland. And she, amazing, a lot of people stepped up there, very large donation, uh, went to that activity. But I just want to remind us, you know, to to remember that right now, uh, what are we at now? Uh, A million, a million and a half folks who've literally had to leave their housing behind. More coming every day. Uh, Just that we do what we can from where we are, but as you so eloquently mentioned, Commissioner Juarez, is that it makes a difference, the consciousness we bring to the room, to the world. And that is what we want to manifest. We want to manifest a consciousness of caring about each other and doing this work together. So thank you very much. I love you, Kalamazoo. Oh, actually, Manager Risma was there at the walk. I, mentioned, I wanted to uh, mention that as well with your wife. I love you, Kalamazoo. We are adjourned.